caution, assholes at play. I like to send a special shout out to my homeboy, OJ Simpson. Keep up the good work, baby. Two less, we got to worry about. You understand? Call me an asshole. One more time. See that man there? He's a real a-hole. He's also a huge asshole. This is the Capcast, motherfucker. We are back. Yeah. Been a minute. Sure has. Whew. Welcome to the fucking Capcast. Once again, we rise, assholes. <laughs> We're back for your listening pleasure or displeasure, however you want to view it. I don't know. It's been a fun week, that's for sure. A tiring week, but a fun week. Right. Yeah, for you, I mean, shit. You got a whole, you got a whole new addition to the family. Yeah, but the best part is he instantly knows who I am, and like I get his attention really, really easily. No shit. I know he's like he instantly looks at me and he's just like staring at me as I'm talking to him. It's fucking cool. He uh he probably he's probably just heard you on the inside, you know what I mean? That's what I said to my girl. I go, he's probably bitch about wrestling for nine fucking months and go on about fucking history for nine months. He's he's (laughs) just by now. I mean he's had to have heard me just go off about a bunch of shit. He's already a fucking grandpa. Right? <laughs> I said to him earlier when I was holding him, I go, remember this for the rest of your life. Shawn Michaels sucks and Bret Hart's the man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'm fucking, I'm singing songs to him and shit. My girl's like, is that Walk by Pantera? I go, yeah, that is Walk by Pantera. <laughs> <clears throat> Oh, oh my goodness. You know, people be, you know, nobody talks to me, and then when I'm doing something, they want to ask me all these questions. Oh, I fucking hate that shit. Fucking helpless, bro. Dude, I had nobody talk to me while I was in the hospital. I get, yeah. I get, my, I get my son home, and I go to pick up my daughter, and everybody's fucking calling me and texting me. I'm like, what the fuck? When I was bored staring at this fucking TV, I didn't hear shit. Yeah, yeah, that's dude. That's how it works. That's how it goes all the time, dude. I'll be, I, I'm at home. Nobody bothers me. Then when I'm at work, my phone's blown up. Oh my god! That's when everybody wants to talk. Fuck. Oh. Fucking bullshit. So, 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 what do you want? What do you want to talk about? What do you want to talk about? Um. I do have a little uh, wrestling bit related to what I was talking about. Um, yeah. When it was like, you know, 
Tuesday morning and she's like, I'm not feeling right. I'm not feeling right. And then eventually she's like, you just got to come here. We just got to go. I was like, oh, all right, cool. So the hospital is literally a minute away from my fucking house. Like you went to uh, whatchamacallit over there, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we went to Mercy. So we get in the car and I had the music down a little bit. And right when we get on um, Kaz, I turn it up and fucking Darby Allen started playing. And we looked at each other and started laughing. She's like, well, I guess this is his song. <laughs> like, fuck, next year for Halloween, that's what he's dressed up as. Oh, yeah. Give him a little face paint. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Oh, shit, but, yeah, I mean, you watched AEW last night, right? Of course I did. Oh. Another great show. Yeah, it was really good. I like the, the, that was a good setup for the pay-per-view Saturday. Very good. Uh, I'm interested to see what they do with Cody. Because, like, they're acting like he died, bro. <laughs> I know. He's got <laughs> to come in and help the family go against the Dark Order or something. Yeah, I think he might pop up then, yeah. yeah I, uh, I didn't. I didn't see a lot of when, I mean, the match was so fast when Brody won, but I didn't notice a lot of the stuff at the end. Like that was that was pretty cool. He was hitting him with that bag, and then when he opened the bag, it was just the broken pieces of the belt. That was pretty dope. Yeah, <clears throat> it was one of the best endings to a wrestling show in a very long time. I mean, last night's ending was pretty good too. <laughs> Holy it shit! Definitely was for sure. <laughs> Holy fuck! The ending. I mean, they fucked up everybody. Yeah. Even little Brand Brand got fucking choked out. Uh, I fucking hate that dude. So boring. Comes out dressed like a fucking D and D character. Oh, I was talking about Brandy Rhodes. Oh, I thought you were talking about Brandy Cutler. <laughs> oh, not that fucking. <laughs> Oh God! They keep playing with that brandy figure and fucking messing in between her legs. I hope the figure gets syphilis. Oh my God! <laughs> Jesus! But my friend, my friend, uh, he he lives in Virginia and he always goes to he goes to like Walmart, Target, and he takes pictures for me. He's like took pictures of the AEW figures. Like you need any of these? I was like. Just the Bucks and Omega. And he's like, you don't want Brandy? I was like, nope. <laughs> like, I'm all set. I was like, I already got Cody. I was like, I'm good with the rest of them. The, the, the second series coming out looks better than the first, dude. Oh, the second series has everybody I actually want. You know Same, what I mean? dude. I want, like, every figure. I know. Those, I'm going to... Have to go to Walmart, you know, once every couple weeks and grab one and grab one and grab one. I was thinking about 
because you could pre-order the set on ringside. I was thinking about it. I still haven't gotten my set. Really? Yeah. It's wow. Fucking, dude, it's been pissing me off. I have the whole set of the first run and then the yeah. little bubbly that, you know, you have too. And oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. What the fuck? That reminds me. I say, yeah, I didn't get the bubbly one. I canceled. I canceled the the um the 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 figures, but I still got that bubbly. I I still haven't got that. Wow, I got mine like a month ago. Yeah, I'm waiting. But yeah, that second that second wave, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna pre-order that whole shit. Yeah, there's MJF, there's Darby, there's the Lucha Brothers, there's Dustin, Moxley. I was already. I canceled the one because I was like on the fence about it. I like the Bucks, but I don't really care for that, like the Elvis, the fucking Vegas Elvis attire. I know. I. <laughs> it's funny you bring that up because um, I was looking through it the one day on the website, and my daughter was with me, and she saw him. And she goes, "What is that? The Young Bucks?" I go, "Yeah." She goes, "Ah." Oh. They're dressed like Elvis. That makes me mad. Because she's like a huge Elvis fan. Okay. And I'm like, yeah, that's what they she goes. Well, they don't they they don't they don't need to be dressing up like Elvis, Daddy. She goes, they already tried to yeah. rock and roll express. I go, I know, I know. Like that's her biggest problem, is them trying to be the rock and roll express. It's all your fucking fault. <laughs> it is. Like, even today, when she was over, dude, I put on a for her. I was like, what would you say? This sounds like a fucking girl version of you, dude. Jesus. Dude, she's so much like me. We had it out earlier, <laughs> and I'm like, here, we'll watch AEW because, you know, pay-per-view's coming up. She's like, yeah, I want to see Thunder Rosa. So the Bucks match comes on. She goes, is this going to be the Young Bucks? I go, yeah. She goes, Daddy, can you please skip it? <laughs> I go, all right, I'll skip it. <laughs> Oh my god! It was actually good. That match was guy like that match. It wasn't. It wasn't bad at all. But I get where she's coming from because she watched the Rock and Roll Express so much in the NWA that it well, just like, bothers her. People think, people think that the Young Bucks are like ripping people off. It's kind of an homage, dude. Like it's like the Rockers and the Rock and Roll Express mixed together. You're right, but they. But they do their own shit, you know what I mean? It's not like they're fucking taking their moveset, too, you know? Yeah. I can't like Ricky. I, dude, I don't, um, I, I can't hate any of those guys, because they're all, they're all in a position, like, they basically own the fucking company, and they, they put everybody over, you know what I mean? Yeah, they have done right by that, I agree, without a doubt. Um, oh, no. No, the one one of the figures in there. I don't think it's I don't think it's Moxley, dude. I think it's Hangman, bro. Oh, you're right. Moxley doesn't have a figure. What the fuck? Uh, yeah, I, I don't care. I got a Dean Ambrose figure in the closet, man. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> I know my daughter's got one with the wife beater and the jeans. Yeah, I got it, the one. I got's the same. It's like uh like one of those SummerSlam figures or whatever. I bought it at Ollie's for like seven bucks. Dude, you can always find some good shit at Ollie's if you look. Hell yeah, dude. The books the books there are really good. Hell yeah. 
I got a World War II leather book that's gigantic from there for like three dollars. I'm so fucking happy. Yeah, it's fucking sweet. I bought a I bought a hardcover Bill and Ted comic book. It like collected all the comic books from like the nineties or late eighties, nineties in it. That's fucking cool. Yeah, it was cool. Every once in a while I go there, check shit out. Uh yeah, but dude, the end of this the end of Dynamite this week was pretty fucking good too. Well, I can't believe that dude rubbed the blood all over himself. <laughs> dude, Maya loved that. She thought that was the coolest thing in the world. <laughs> that was fucking he looked crazy, bro. That was awesome. She's like, oh look at look what he's doing. He's got it all over him now. Oh man, I've never <laughs> seen anything like that before, Daddy. <laughs> you know, dude. <laughs> She's one of the only little kids that I know that have seen Eddie Kingston wrestle live. <laughs> right? Oh, when Eddie comes out, she gets so happy too. Dude, it's awesome. Dude, he fucking... dude, I don't know what was up with everybody that was talking during that segment, but they all had to take turns calling Ricky Starks a girl, bro. <laughs> I don't know whether to take him on a date or beat him up. <laughs> you know, that was, dude, he came out, dude, and energy came up. Uh, he does, he's got so much passion, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, dude. I like, yeah, he's good. He's real good. I mean, I. Did I, you I, like? What'd you say? Go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh. I mean, I, I said it once, I'll say it again. He reminds me of this generation's Terry Funk. Oh, yeah. He just has so much passion, so much believability, everything. It looks like he's really in a fight when he's in the ring. You know, it's just yeah, perfect, man. I see it. He's like a throwback. Yeah, he definitely is. Uh, it, I really kind of harping on it. Do you like that women's match? I thought it was pretty good. Which one with uh, Thunder Rosa and? Yeah, the only the only one that fucking matters. I don't know if there was another one. Oh, there was a was. Oh, they, that oh, thing. That was the other one. Yeah, uh, the thing with tadpole. Yeah. Yeah, undeveloped tadpole. <laughs> Yo, last yeah. week. Got a big ass. Last week, Maya said. Wow, big swole, more like big forehead, and I was dying. Me and my girl were in tears. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's literally what I just said, dude. I was like, she got a big ass forehead. I was dying. I get what they were doing. Like, they just they wanted her. They just wanted to ha- just showcase, you know. Like, they didn't really. They didn't really pick anybody from AEW. They just got somebody who, like, no slouch. Like, no. It's just not, I don't think she's she's well known now. Then, I mean, I don't even know. She wasn't very well known then. She just got her head shaved and fucking was in the straight edge society. Yeah, you're right. She did really well. She was in that, she was in the second May Young Classic or whatever the fuck they call it. Oh, I actually didn't even see those. Yeah, I know she was on that. Yeah, she she's she's pretty good. She's she's not bad, but I get what they were doing there, showcasing her. It was weird. Like I, I wonder, 
do they have like a partnership with NWA or are they just taking everybody because uh, Thunder Rosa came out with the belt? Yeah. They've, um, even last week when they first showed her, there was Billy Corrigan talking on there. Well, that's cool. He, I, I mean, they had footage. Yeah, they had footage of NWA and everything of her. And like, it was a big, big deal. Like, I think yeah. working together. Uh, they must be. I mean, obviously, because if they're if they they were able to use that footage, dude, they gotta. I mean, they have to ask or have to have some kind of relationship, which is which I think is better than. <laughs> I hate to say it, but I think it's better than having a bit of relationship with Ring of Honor. <laughs> oh, I agree without a doubt. Like Ring, I, like I, I don't hate Ring of Honor, dude. I haven't watched that shit forever, but I don't hate it. I, they got they got some good people over there. Yeah, it's just a lot of the talent went away and a lot of things they didn't capitalize on when they should have. I mean, uh, once, once AEW came about, dude, all those all those guys were gone. Yeah. And, and, and it was funny because when I went to, like, the last three Ring of Honor shows and the price difference from when, like, Young Bucks, Cody, like, the whole fucking Bullet Club was in there. <laughs> I know it was like two hundred, dude. It was like almost two hundred dollars for a second row. And then we went when they didn't, when uh, right around the time when AEW was gonna start, it was like fifty bucks for front row. Wow. Yeah, dude, it's crazy. I feel too that the Bucks and the whole Cody thing and all that, they kind of screwed Ring of Honor after All In because they used so much of Ring of Honor and their help. <clears throat> oh yeah. And that's why New Japan has a sour taste in their mouth with AEW and the Bucks. Yeah, no, I get it. Like, I, that relationship probably will never happen again because you know Japan yeah. they don't fuck around. They take if it's disrespectful, it's disrespectful forever. It's what I. Uh, it is what I like about ROH is every time they do come here, it's the War of the World tour, so you get the you get the you get the New Japan people. Yeah. So that's what I, I like going to those because you get like, dude, you know, I've seen fucking Sonata, Evil, Naito, Suzuki. I've seen fucking everybody except for uh, Okada. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> hey, speaking of New Japan. All right. Oh, yeah. The, last week when I watched Summer Struggle. That shit was the best wrestling I have seen in a while. I mean, put AEW aside, Japan is its own thing, man. And that show was so fucking good. Suzuki won the never open weight title. Naito beat Evil to win both his belts back. The match was just amazing. Who had the never open weight title? Fucking Ishii? Ah, uh, shit. I can't remember who he won it from, to be honest. <laughs> I, dude, I also haven't watched New Japan in quite some time. Oh, any anytime I turn it on, I'm like, this is fucking great. This is I mean, there's nothing I'm complaining about. Fucking off. Fucking uh Davy Boy still over there? Mm, I haven't seen him. Well, him and last I knew it. Well, Lance Archer or Lance Hoyt, whatever the fuck his fucking name is. Uh, the last time I watched it, Lance Lance Archer was in the G1. And he was fucking people up. 
That's yeah, I think that's the last time I really watched it was the last G one. That was a while ago. Holy fuck. That shit's just on point, man. Hell yeah, dude. The wrestling's always solid in Japan, dude. And everything makes sense, dude. When somebody loses, it means something. When somebody wins, it means something. It's never just they don't play potato with the titles i love nope no they don't <clears throat> they do a little bit with like the lower titles but the the world title they don't they don't fuck around no it's got prestige to it you could be like man i think this dude's gonna lose tonight and then he don't lose he don't lose for like a year <laughs> do you know that the iwgp title is actually linked to the NWF title, which was the title in Buffalo. Oh, wow. It was taken over there after the NWF folded, and it was defended for a a period of time as their world title, and then they created the IWGP title and just uh, put it away. Oh, that's cool. I did not know that. Yeah. it's Dude, in that book, man, they... There's so many fucking cool things that they talk about that I would have never known. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know I hear that. Dude, I'm I think I'm next time I go to Barnes and Overs, I'm probably gonna pick that book up. Yeah, you can get it there. Get it at a Made in America store. Oh yeah. Oh, you're right. Yeah, I saw it at Barnes and Noble though. I was looking I was just looking to see what wrestling books they had and it was there tucked away. Yeah, what were they charging for it? I think it was like ten bucks. All right, good, because it's the same price that the one at Made in America is. I'm just making sure they ain't they ain't overcharging. <laughs> right, 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 yeah, no, I, it's they, it's uh, Barnes and Noble. I mean, you can't really get around pricing, dude, because they print it on the fucking book. So, yeah, I know that that's good and. I told you last week what I found out in that book with my boy's grandfather, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was so cool. Like, when I showed it to his dad, his dad was like, wow. He's like, I remember all this shit. He goes, but I didn't know about, you know, the car crash in 76 in Florida. He's like, I, I did not know these things, man. He's like, thank you for telling me. He goes, I would have never known this shit. Well, that's fucking, that is really cool. Uh, Like, small world, you know? Absolutely. And, I mean, he was telling us these stories since we were kids. And my buddy Eric is six foot four. And he kept saying, well, that's where he gets the height from. That's where he gets the height from. But in the book, they're like, no, Eric the Red was barely six foot. He was 300 pounds. Right, right. Damn. It, it like, baffled them. They're like, damn, maybe he doesn't get his height from him. (laughs) Big dude. Wow. Uh, what the fuck? Oh yeah, you want you want to talk about uh, SummerSlam? I didn't watch that. But... Um, Go yeah, ahead. I could talk about a couple things. Uh, the the one big thing that stood out for me was. The Dominic and Mysterio match. I mean, Dominic and Ray match. I mean, they're both fucking Mysterios. What am I saying? But Dominic, I mean, besides the outfit that he had, his outfit looks 
fucking corny, to be honest. It, it looks like SmackDown Assassin's Creed. I've only ever seen this dude wear a t-shirt and jeans, bro, so I don't know. Yeah. But in ring, <laughs> he did. He exceeded expectations, that's for sure. Well, that's good, man. Everything was, you know, on point with him. He had fire, you know, he had his comebacks. He did really, really well. You know, he should never be given a microphone until he actually goes to some classes, but Dominic did well. It, it was it was really nice to see after all these years, you know. Remember him being the little blonde-haired kid in between the paternity angle with Eddie and his father and all that. He really oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I do remember that. I forgot about that, dude. <laughs> right? Pretty and fucking they, awesome. And they brought out Ray's wife, who looked like Ray's mother. Oh, really? She looked old, bro. I mean, old. She looked like an old Santeria priest. <laughs> this is Jay Crimson from STM Entertainment, and you're listening to the Capcast. You know what what I mean? else is it, it wasn't SummerSlam when Roman Reigns came back. Yeah. With his new fucking teeth caps. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's got some good old George Washington dentures. <laughs> Shiny whites. Oh, yeah. He came back. They had the Fiend and Strowman match. And he showed up right at the end, and he fucked everything <laughs> up. It was cool. It was actually a, a time where I was like, you know what? I'm glad to see Roman Reigns is back. This is good. I feel like I feel like they uh I feel like they put the belt on Strowman because they were like, dude, we should have done this here. Take this for a minute. Yeah, he's just a placeholder. Yeah, uh, clearly because uh, Sunday he fucking handed it over. Yep, and, um, bald Strowman, I, I like to call him. I don't I don't know if he handed it over as much as he fucking got it took, bro. <laughs> Dude, even the way they did that, where... That was cool. They were, you know, you were waiting and seeing if Rome was going to show up. Maybe he's going to show up. Maybe he's going to show up. And then the match keeps going on and on. And finally, right there at almost the last minute, he shows up and he fucks everybody up. And pins fucking Braun clean in the ring. So the fiend was still protected. I love that yep. of it. Yeah, I like I, I like how they I like how they they, they protect Bray Wyatt because any like anything shitty happens to it, that character is just deflated, bro. Like exactly, and so that's good. That's good. Um, I did like I I like that. He was so last minute that when he was walking out, he signed the fucking contract and just walked down the ramp and fucked everybody up. And with Heyman, ah, oh, that's a match made in heaven. Dude, you just—they just stuck him with him, and I was automatically like, "Oh, this is fucking sweet. I'm already, I'm good." <laughs> it's perfect. I mean, who else could you get to get Roman really over with the fans? Is it a heel? As a heel, you're right. And Heyman's the guy. Yep. He's always been the guy. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Have you heard about this 
this Velveteen Dream shit. Oh, how he's a pedophile and he wants to fuck little boys? I don't know. I, I mean, I heard some shit, and then now he's like, people are pissed because he's back on TV. Yeah, um, I 100% agree with the fans. If this was anybody else, they would be fucking burying this guy, and he wouldn't be coming back. I don't know what WWE is thinking by allowing him to be on television. I mean, there was screenshots of him messaging this fucking boy trying to screw him. I'm sorry. Like, no pedophile there, fucking television. Is there, is there something that they know that we don't? I don't understand like how that can happen. It's weird. Neither do I. I mean, Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle's in there. And he he. Matt Riddle's doing that shit, and they they were like, "Here, take the uh, take the Intercontinental belt." <laughs> right. fucking crazy shit that's going on man it is fucking diddling, trying to diddle little boys man what a weird dude that guy's so good too man that's fucking terrible it is it makes me fucking sick i mean i wasn't a big fan of him in the first place now i really ain't a fan of him and the worst part is this happened a couple months ago that he got caught and that's why he disappeared oh yeah i know yo i know that I didn't know, like, what the end situation was. I just saw people being really mad. I didn't really look into it either. They just, I don't know. Their heads are up their ass. I liked him. He had, like, a gold dust vibe, kind of. Yeah, he did. You yeah. know what I mean? So I get, like, I get how that works. But what, what the fuck, dude? What the fuck? It's the same thing I say when I see fucking uh, Sonny Kiss. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I, don't, I don't hate. I don't hate. Uh, I don't know what we're supposed to call Sonny Kiss, but I don't. I don't hate. It's like actually pretty talented in the ring. Just I don't know. It's different. It's different. I just so don't I want to see a man's ass. <laughs> He got a Cardi B ass. Jesus Christ. <laughs> he got a Nicki Minaj in the back. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know what we should call him. I mean, I, this is the term I've used for the past couple of years. I call him Transformers. <laughs> oh, my God. In disguise, women in disguise, more than meets the eyes. Uh, well, we're good. We can say that because we're not Jim Cornette. Nobody will freak out. Oh, right? God, he can't even say hello without someone freaking out. <laughs> oh, Joey fucking just smell a... Oh, God. Fucking... I guess that's a good pair. Just keep them both on dark. Fine. I know. He did make it on the Dynamite this week, which was... Oh. It's like Jericho had to fucking wrestle a, a fucking dumbbell. <laughs> it wasn't a that wasn't too bad of a match either, so it wasn't, but Jesus, just looking at it, I was like, Oh, can you get anybody else? Yeah, I don't know what I don't know what he's doing, man. He'd be on I he's on dynamite and then I order a GCW event and he's wiping the ropes down with a towel. 
I don't know. I think he like part. I think he part owns that shit. So yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, no, dude, it's fucking like I. I really like that shit. But like when I st- when I really started getting into it, he was kind of like he was kind of on the way out. So or any one of the ones I watched, he wasn't on. Oh, speaking of GCW, you bring it brings up a thing that we both watched last week because Nick Gage popped into my head about that uh, David Arquette movie. Yeah, that looked like an accident, man. I don't think that was supposed to happen. I mean, obviously. No, it didn't seem like it, but dude, that movie was just awesome. That was fucking it was phenomenal dude i loved it you got to see uh got to see my boy rj city yeah (laughs) dude yeah that was it was a really cool journey like i like how they filmed it because it seemed like you were going on that journey with them like uh it was really weird because when i think of david arquette i'm like oh this guy's this guy's pretty popular, you know, and then they show him at that wrestling convention just sitting at the table by himself, bro. <laughs> right, or the part where he was talking to knobs and the other guy started flipping out and then they wouldn't let him be on the show. Oh, yeah, I liked how that came around, man. Yeah, the next year he was on that fucking show for sure. Man, fucking knobs is out there hugging him and shit. Oh, dude, those guys are pieces of shit, bro. Fucking that, that I went to <clears throat> I went to a convention a couple years ago and they were there and uh the other guy, what it was Sags or whatever? Yeah. Uh he was they were at the bar and I, I was me and my friend we always go a day early just to like because we drive and it's far and we just want to rest. So we went to the bar and they were sitting there. And that dude Sags, he had a Buffalo Bill shirt on. And I didn't say nothing to them, but the bartender came and asked us what we wanted. I was like, I was like, uh, I want to buy them a drink. I was like, I'm from Buffalo. I like this man wearing a Bill shirt. And <laughs> before I could do it, the bartender was like, don't buy them anything, they're assholes. <laughs> Oh man, that's funny. I was, I was like, "All right, thanks." I was like, "We're good then." <laughs> yeah, they were they were at the bar being loud. Well, Nobs Nobs is a fucking loud mouth. The other, the other dude, he he seemed like he was chilling. <sighs> fucking nuts! But yeah, that dude, that documentary, phenomenal. I loved every fucking minute of it. It was so good, right? When he went to Mexico, and those dudes got mad at him in the street. Yo, that was something right there that stood out to me. I didn't know that shit existed. Oh, dude, there's like a... I think, I think you could look it up on YouTube, but there's like a there's like a Vice documentary or something uh, about those guys that wrestle in the street or whatever. I forgot what it was, dude. I definitely watched it. But it was talking about those guys. They just go out there and do that shit, to, and and they make money, dude. Like, 
you know that that was so cool because I did not know that existed, and I usually like to try to pride myself on knowing about like every wrestling on planet Earth, but that was just like whoa, this is different. I got to give it to him. Oh yeah, that shit was fucking dope. And then when they were training him, they said if he can't do this fucking Hurricane Rana, then we got to get rid of him. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was what you were then, then they're like, they're they ain't fucked up. And they're like, where do you find this fucking guy? <laughs> I know my my boy watched it, and I said to him, I came up with a joke. I said, "What is the only tool a Mexican barber uses?" I don't know. Head scissors. <laughs> You're a fucking idiot. That's all they do is head scissors. Head scissors. Head scissors. Oh, you're right. You're right. <laughs> He's like, dude, you got to me, man. I see what you did. He, he fucking was grinding, too, man. That first, that first shit he was on was, like, in somebody's backyard. There was a dude living in his fucking van that wrestled. Oh, that guy was, dude. The backyard shit was like, I cannot believe this is really fucking happening. That shit was out of control, bro. I was getting scared for it. Yeah, right? That, oh, that shit reminded me of... Uh, <clears throat> you ever hear of the movie Peanut Butter Falcon? No. Okay, it's this movie with Shia LaBeouf. And... Uh, uh, and it's about this... Uh, uh, this this dude with Down syndrome, this kid with Down syndrome, and Shia LaBeouf's like on the run from these dudes. He like fucked these dudes over, and then this uh, this Down syndrome kid, he is living in a group home, and they're like they were trying to institutionalize him, and he found out, and and he escaped in the middle of the night, and he just so happened upon fucking Shia LaBeouf's boat and hid on it, and when he he got in the boat to run away, he didn't know the the dude was on there. So they're both running. Uh, so he like kept he kept the dude hanging around, and he found out that like he in the beginning of the movie this this dude the dude with Down syndrome he uh he kept watching this vi- this videotape of his favorite wrestler, who was called the Saltwater Redneck, <laughs> and, and he was like obsessed with the with the, he was like he was like one day. He's like, I'm gonna go. He's like, I'm gonna train. He's like, I'm gonna be like the saltwater redneck. <clears throat> so it's like a whole. It, it reminded me a lot of um, like like uh, Tom Sawyer and Huckleberry Finn, like in the way it was, because they were just the whole movie was them traveling. And uh, so then they get they get to they they go to the place where the dude where that guy that wrestler lives they find him and he's like they're like you think you could train him and shit and blah 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 and dude says no at first but then he's like fine i'll do it and then they have a backyard <laughs> they set him up for this backyard match mick foley and jake the snake roberts are in this movie holy shit yeah dude and this this the, the down syndrome kid wrestles jake the snake bro Oh my god! Well, Mick, Fo- Mick Foley's like the the referee. Dude, it was it was like it was a really fucking good movie, dude. Like, 
I don't watch a lot of movies that make me feel good, but that movie made me feel good after watching it, dude. It was like, it was a nice movie. Like, I don't know. There was nothing like, there was nothing like fucking evil or sad about it. Like, it was just a good fucking movie. That's awesome. See, uh, I actually like watching good feeling shit. You got, um, you got Amazon, you got Amazon Prime? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's on Prime, dude. Wow. I'll have to watch it then. Absolutely, dude. I would I'd highly recommend it. It's really fucking good. <clears throat> I'd watch that, what, it was like a week before I watched it, David Arquette. And somebody kept telling me to watch it. I was like, fine, I'll do it. He really earned my respect. I mean, there's a lot of people that I love and they're, you know, my favorites and stuff, but David Arquette truly earned my respect. Oh, man. Yeah, dude. He really, like, I saw stuff, like, online. I didn't really, um, I didn't really see any of his matches, but I saw the progress he was making and I was like, wow, he's really doing it. I was like, good for him, you know? Mm-hmm. But now I get once I saw that documentary, I'm like, oh shit, I get it, man. Fuck. He was really trying. Maybe he fucking went to Mexico to train and shit. He was he was really just trying to get some respect, man. Yeah, and he was respecting the business too. Which you don't see much of these days anymore. Oh yeah, he was. Like I like at the beginning. I don't think anybody knew like that. They were like, yo, we're going to put the belt on you. And he was like, no, I don't want that shit. He was like, well, why would you do that? He fucking, he knew. And whose fault was it? Uh, oh. oh, yeah. <laughs> fucking. Oh, man. I mean, I don't know. You got to promote a movie and you're trying to, I mean, the main idea of why he did it made sense, which was to to get fucking some publicity for the company, but it was like not good. No, I mean he thinks you can. He thought you know anybody could be a wrestler. You could make an actor into a wrestler. He thought that was possible for everyone. Well, the problem with him was he was too into the reality TV aspect of what he was trying to do. Yeah, Jerry Springer shit. Yeah, he was like, you can have some of that, but you can't make the whole show that shit. Like, that's stupid. <clears throat> you gotta balance. Got bal- because, I mean, look at what he did. I mean, it, uh, WWE went on a little while like that, and they didn't fucking go out of business. No, because there also was uh, Vinnie Mac there to be the fucking voice of reason. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, no, that's too much. We're not doing that. And then he probably misrepresented himself. It was like, yeah, that's all my shit. And they're like, fine, do it all. Yeah. I mean, when he first, I think when he first, first came in there and he wasn't on TV, like he was doing some, he was doing some okay stuff. But like once he was like, I'm going on the TV, it just went way the fuck down. I mean, he was the champ, wasn't he? Yeah. Come on. 
then I think then I think the 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 reset thing was a good idea, but I think it was too late. Like when they did that new blood versus the millionaires or whatever. Yeah. Like I I I agree they needed to have a reset, but like they they just did it shitty. Can't put a guy in that position who never really was a part of the business nor knew enough of this. Yeah, and then the big the the really big problem with that was that he was like, Yeah, he was trying to push the younger guys, but they had already had all those younger guys for so long and never did anything with them. So you're like you, you see a guy like Billy Kidman, you're like, That dude's a jobber, bro. Like Yeah, right. Unless he really changes changes his fucking character around or something, like no one no one gives a shit. Oh, that was their problem. I mean, that wasn't really Vince Russo's fault either, because he was trying to use the guys that were working hard uh, on the undercard and and move them up. But like they'd been on the undercard so long that no one gave a shit. <clears throat> right. Yeah. WCW, good times. Hey, what's up to everybody listening? This is Paul Atho, and right now you're checking out the CapCast with Matt and Chris. Right now, I'm sitting here in a whole ass Pokemon t-shirt and a headband. That's why I do audio, not video, okay? You can check out my latest album, Tears to Waves, streaming everywhere, Apple Music, Spotify, etc. Make sure you check out the CapCast, all right? Peace! Legends of Wrestling. One of the biggest events of the year, 10,000 fans in attendance as Ken Anderson takes on David Arquette. David Arquette is the wrestler, sucks. I don't give a shit about David Arquette. It's the biggest disgrace in professional wrestling history. David Arquette just... Untrained Hollywood actor wins most prestigious championship. His involvement in wrestling really hurt his career. Ten years of rejection, that's crazy. I want to clear my name and, through the process, honor wrestling. This ain't the movies. We don't have stunt doubles. I'd like to announce my return to professional wrestling. Do they wrestle again? What are your thoughts? Yeah. <laughs> That's my boy. Why do you want to get back in the ring? It's been 18 years of people thinking I disrespected wrestling. I'm just kind of sick of being a joke. There's a lot going on with David. His anxiety is crippling. Two years ago, it's a heart attack. A year later, it's a death match. So what does that mean for next year? The ribs actually break, they can actually bleed into your lungs. Wrestling's not fake, guys. Wrestling's not fake. Wrestling You are godlike. You are the man.
What are you gonna do when you go to your movie and you show up like that? Oh, shit. Here's what I thought about. I, I actually was explaining this to my girl last week because you brought up Kidman, so it reminded me of it. Do you realize that any time there is a guy who has a girl with him and the girl's a really good-looking girl that eventually they pull that guy away from her? Kidman and Tori, Marrow and Sable, um, Sonny and Candido. Uh, who else? It's everybody. Macho Man Elizabeth, bro. Man Elizabeth, right. Everybody. It's, they always find that Vince gets the girl and pulls him away from the guy every time. Yep. And I feel that's going to happen with uh, good old Killer Cross, too. Oh, well. He still fucks her in real life, so. For now. <laughs> Dude, Cross is a fucking man. I don't care what they do. I like Cross. Huh? I like Cross a lot. That dude's the shit, bro. Yeah. It's just sad that he wins and he's fucking hurt. I mean. I told you I saw him fucking call out Batista at Bloodsport. <laughs> oh. I'd love to see him fuck Batista up. It was really funny because it's a like, obviously it's a different atmosphere. It's like fucking set up no ring ropes, just a ring with posts, and they're doing like they're like MMA slash wrestling, and they put Cross against Nick Gage. <laughs> <laughs> and the way that the way the way it was so different, man. Like, dude, people like everybody loves Nick Gage, dude. They're like he's he's like an ultimate fucking badass, and he does his entrance. People are like he's like fucking. It's basically he comes out and you people surround him and turn it into a fucking mosh pit. It's insane. Yeah, that's dope. People chant and fucking he's got his he's got his little fucking catchphrases and shit. And they're like, he's a badass. He's like a fucking <laughs> he's like a hood stone cold. Like, hell yeah. And fucking he gets in there and fucking they tussle around a little bit. Cross just knocks his ass out. Like. It was fucking awesome. Oh. And he even sold it like he sold it like he was like, fuck, I'm not in my element right now. <laughs> Speaking of uh, NXT. Yeah. Did you see Tuesday or no? I don't watch that shit at all, dude. Listen, I didn't watch it either, but the past couple weeks I paid attention to it because They've done some things that have been really cool. Like the, the Pat McAfee match, dude. You want to talk about being blown away. That fucking guy, I couldn't believe how good he was. He could wrestle? Dude, he was trained by Rip Rogers, which explains everything. Oh, yeah, he's fine. He played it off so well that he was, like you said, out of his element, but he was still going to try and be competitive. And he did so many great things, man. I mean, he looked better. Than half the AEW roster does sometimes. <laughs> he didn't botch shit. Everything was crisp. He landed everything perfect. I mean, him and Cole had a fucking classic. Yeah. My biggest problem with AEW is that, like, they don't just do shit. Like, they take too much time sometimes setting things up that you're like, come on, dude. Like, nobody's going to stand there that long. Exactly. There's too many holes in it, and there's too many like, bitches. 
like if it's fluid, like that's fine. But like sometimes there's like a stutter, like stutters in the match where you can tell they're just it's like okay, you got to make it happen because they can't stand there forever. Yeah. But um, Super Tuesday, though, I watched that sixty-minute Iron Man match. They had okay. the way. Dude, it was Champa, Gargano, Balor, and Cole. Oh, wow. Okay. Everybody scored one pinfall or submission, so they each had a point. Then they get right to the end almost, probably 50 seconds left. Balor hits the coup de gras, gets a pinfall. He's starting to celebrate like, oh, man, I won. Sure enough. Adam Cole comes in, knees him in the fucking head, pins him. Time runs out. They're both face to face, screaming at each other. I won. No, I won. I won. I won. Whoa. William Regal comes out. Next week, we're going to have a match. It's going to be Adam Cole against Finn Balor for the NFT championship. Awesome. Oh, that's dope. Wow. Oh, wait. So it was like a four-way, and then they had an Iron Man match, right? Yep. Oh, that's that's dope. Finn Balor and Cole? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, I heard about. I heard that match was really good. They tied, right? Yeah, they tied right there at the end, and then that's when Regal came in. Oh, okay. Wow, it's dope. Dude, it, it really was. I was like, wow. I've seen Iron Man matches before, but to be able to do it as a four-way, this was awesome. And, I mean, it was nonstop action. Everybody was on fucking point. Even Johnny, no personality, was doing good. Oh, that dude can wrestle. Shut the fuck up. Dude, he can wrestle, but that's as far as it goes. <laughs> you know, I, I actually liked I actually liked when he, like, uh, when he turned on Chiapa. Like, he actually had, some, he had a little bit of personality. He smiled? I don't know. No, no, no. He was serious, bro. He always looks serious. He was healing it up. Uh, But, like, I I, I can't even lie. Like, him being, like, a fucking squeaky queen guy, and when him and Chiapa were fucking having their feud, like, Chiapa made that feud. Oh, of course. Uh, But... Him being the squeaky clean guy also fucking elevated it too, because like you, you kind of felt bad for him, because like this dude would just come out and wreck his fucking life, bro. <laughs> like, beat his wife up. He didn't give a fuck. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Is he walks? He always has this look on his face, like someone's banging Candace in front of him every single day of his life. <laughs> Good for him, dude. He's a dork. He bagged. He bagged a nice lady. But dude, yeah, that match is awesome. And William Regal has to be the only authority figure in wrestling that I take serious. Oh, I agree. I always liked that he was uh, the authority guy in NXT. I always liked that. It it, it just works great. Oh, absolutely. All he needs is like uh, all he needs is boy. He needs Tajiri in there in the office. Will. Oh man, him and Tajiri. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, no, man. I do like William Regal. You wouldn't have believed it. I mean, that parasite, Paul Heyman, was sat in my chair with his feet on my desk. Yes. And to say I was miffed is an understatement, but I soon got rid of him. Anyway, back to Monday. I am so proud of the way that we took care of Taz on Raw. And I know you're going to do the exact same thing at Invasion. But tonight, tonight is a very special night because the Dudley boys and Taz will be facing you. And you know who your partners are going to be? Not it. The Undertaker and Kane! I'm not going to kill you. Who doesn't want to kill you? 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 I just wanted to get you all together before the match What the hell's wrong with him? He's falling into the office. I just wanted to get you all together before the match because, I mean, your match is coming up, you're facing the Dudley boys and the Taz, and I mean, you're representing the World Wrestling Federation, the best that the World Wrestling Federation has to offer, you're going to, and you're going to make a destructive force, a destructive force, I mean, and for any, if for any reason, I mean, if, if they get you down, I mean, if they get you down, I mean, you've just got to rise up, rise up, and I mean, you've got to grab them down the throat and show slam them to hell. Slam them Uh, they're switching up. They switch up the commentary a lot in there, huh? Yeah, they do. This week was Beth Phoenix and uh, Wade Barrett, and Wade Barrett yeah. signed full time contract. Yeah, I heard. Uh, they, they, uh, Moro Ronaldo and they they mutually parted ways. Yep. Uh, what happened to Nigel McGuinness, bro? Is he just stuck in England or something? Yeah, but actually, a uh, report came out today that Nigel McGuinness will be coming back. Oh, good shit, dude. I like Nigel, man. I love Nigel, dude. You, you watch that uh, You watch that documentary about him? Last of McGuinness? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was phenomenal. And how real he was and... You know how he had those breakdowns and he was kind of going crazy in his head about not wanting to leave wrestling, but having to leave wrestling because he got screwed so many times. And... Yeah, like, you like had a Daniel Bryan type issues, man. Like, he had the concussions going. And then he had the bicep. They wouldn't fuck when they signed him. They wouldn't let him wrestle because they talked about an old bicep injury. And he said, this has been fine for years. I've been good, but they still won't let me wrestle. And that right. was the part in the car where he was fucking freaking out, crying. I, uh, yeah. I, uh, what is it? Dude, I really, like, I was rooting for him because I didn't, like, I didn't see any of that ROH stuff. Like, him and fucking Daniel Bryan would always go at it and shit. And I'd always heard about him. But then he, uh, he came to TNA. He was like Desmond Wolf or whatever. And I was rooting for the guy. I was like, I was like, oh, I know this guy's the shit. But uh, that didn't work out either because because of his fucking injuries or whatever. Just sucks. You get a bad rap, man. 
hepatitis is what happened. That too. Yeah, that happened. Obviously. Screwed TNA up for him, man. Yeah. Fucking sucks, dude. That guy's so good. I actually got to see him live at the Amherst Pepsi Center in ROH where he wrestled Daniel <laughs> Bryan, and it was fucking sick. Yeah, dude. They fucking killed each other out there. Yeah. He, you know, he really could have been that next great British wrestler. He really could have. And it's such a sad story for him. I agree. He could have, dude, he really would have been a star. Especially now, dude. Oh. Now that they actually fucking recognize that fucking wrestling. Yeah. What's, what's that? I mean, it's sports entertainment, but like, uh, now they focus more on the wrestling. Uh, give me a minute. I got to go take care of something, so uh, keep talking, I guess. <laughs> Sorry. No, you're good, man. You're good. All right. Yeah, go ahead. I'll be right back. Oh, good old Nigel McGinnis. The Tower of London, as I always think about with him. I mean, he could have been the next William Regal, now that we've been talking about William Regal. And the, the things he could do in the ring were just awesome, flawless. All his shit just looked great. There's not, you know, nowadays you have a Will Ospreay or Zack Sabre Jr. And Zack Sabre Jr. I really, really like. He's a guy that I would have loved to see have, you know, a series with somebody like Kurt Angle. And even Kurt. I wish Kurt would have got his due and got his good WrestleMania moment. You know, a Kurt and a Brock match one more time would have been awesome. Missing that feud and not restarting that feud was kind of money lost, I thought. And Kurt gets overlooked a lot, especially because he went to TNA for all those years. Even though he did great TNA, but a lot of people just forgot about him. And comedy-wise, too. Kurt was funny. I mean, he was supposed to be an Olympic champion and supposed to be a legitimate guy. And he's coming out wearing a tiny little fucking cowboy hat, Austin, and doing the milk and stuff. And I don't suck. I'm an American hero. I'm, a, I'm an Olympic champion. Are you guys kidding me? Kurt was the man. He really was. It's just... Sad to see how things ended, like I said, hurt. But I guess that's how it goes in WWE. I mean, they could have took Kurt Angle and put him with Shorty G, Chad Gable, and made Chad Gable the next Kurt Angle. But instead, they had him dress up as a goofball extra on Space Jam, which is heartbreaking. Because that guy has so much wrestling ability and so much talent. To see him fall to the wayside in a shitty gimmick is pretty much heartbreaking. Because he is the most legitimate guy in the company that they have, with the exception of Brock. I mean, Team Alpha could have been, you know, Team Angle, if you really think about it. But I guess that's my uh, sob story on. Chad Gable and Kurt Angle. You know, nothing against Jason Jordan, but nobody was believing Jason Jordan was Kurt Angle's kid. 
nobody was believing him in the ring to have any type of pedigree from Angle at all. And I have no frigging where Jason Jordan even went. He had to be released like most of the guys that have been released over the past year. I mean, even Rusev. Where the hell's Rusev been all this time? I know he's doing Twitch stuff and that, but you know, Rusev could be great heel in Japan. He could be a great heel in Ring of Honor. I mean, he could be used. That was awesome in the ring, and he was very believable too. Even with how many times they've killed him with Cena, whoever they put him against, Rusev still was awesome. He was still over there. Was the Rusev Day thing. There was a lot going on with him. I guess that's what happens when you got a 75-year-old man looking thing way out of their generation and not with the current times. As you can see with WWE programming, failing a lot as of, as of late. You can't kill David in his glory. Okay, I'm back. Oh, you're back? Yeah. All right. Someone came to my house. I had to give them something. So. All good. Yeah, buddy. What are you talking about? What are you talking about to yourself? Uh, I was talking about um, Kurt Angle and Chad Gable and how Chad Gable could have been the next fucking Kurt Angle, but instead they made him look like an extra from Space Jam. Oh, you talking about Shorty G, bro? Yeah, it's Shorty yeah. G saddens me, man. Fuck! It really saddens me, man. When he, when he was in NXT, when him and Jason Jordan were a tag team, dude, he was the, he was a wrestler, bro. That's what I mean, dude. That was that was Angle. That was the next fucking Kurt Angle. I agree. Olympian, one of the most legitimate guys in the company. I was excited when he was going to go to the main roster. I was like, hell yeah, here we go. And then they're just talking about his height and talking about his height. And I'm like, come on. What was that dumb fucking angle with fucking... That dude's still walking around saying he's the King Corbin and shit? Yeah, he is. Uh, so cheesy. What a fucking piece of shit that guy is. Yeah, you know, you fail at football, then you fail at boxing. I mean, what else are you going to fail at, buddy, until you fucking finally fell into this and got lucky? <laughs> it's been a career yeah. here. I don't know, bro. I don't know. Sheamus, though. Shit. Sheamus is doing the best fucking work of his career. I, I hear. I have been so into what Sheamus has been doing, man. I mean, him and Jeff Hardy was fucking phenomenal. I like... I didn't really like Sheamus at all, but then when he started, when he started tagging with Cesaro, I liked them, dude. Oh, they were great. Yeah, like, I mean, even right before that, you know, like how they put it together, like they were, they just kept fighting each other and then they put them in a tag team, which I thought was really cool. Like all that shit was awesome. Yeah, it was. So I've been pretty up on Sheamus for a while now. Yeah. That's good, though. You're just a junkie, Jeff. <laughs> a junkie. Oh, man. my Dude, if I get my daughter to do that, I fucking laugh hysterically. <laughs> All these comebacks, Jeff. And sooner or later, you're gonna start to realize you're never coming back. 
You're just a junkie. Just a junkie. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> let's uh let's wrap this up, but I need you in honor of you being a family man. You tell tell a story of old. Okay, here we go. Story of old. Oh man. This is funny because I've told you this story before. And then last weekend when I uh, I went to my boy's daughter's party, they yeah. were there for part of the story. So I brought the story back up and they were all fucking laughing, going, Oh, I remember that shit. I remember that shit. That shit was fucking funny. <laughs> so, going in the way back machine, probably four or five years ago. Yep. Um, I was whoring it up, pimping it up, slanging and banging, having a good old time. And I started talking to this one, this one broad. Uh, I'm going to call her Emma just for uh, security reasons. So, <laughs> all right. I, uh, I was setting up this, you know, hangout with her and shit, this, you know, hang and bang thing. And she said to me, well, how about you come pick me up and we'll hang out, you know, for the day and the night and stuff. And I'm like, oh, all right, cool. So I drive all the way out to Lewiston. I pick her up. The moment I see her, I go, oh, shit, I fucked up. But I still got to fucking come. So too late now. Too late now, right? Too late to turn back. I mean, usually I would. I saw somebody I didn't like them. I just fuck keep driving and leave them there. But yeah, but you went way out there. Oh, I went way out there. So I'm like, you know what? There's no turning back. I I just gotta I just gotta deal with this. You know, it's gonna be a rough one, but gotta do what I gotta do, son. So we drive back to my house. We get in to the apartment, and I already pre-planned this with her and i told her hey we're gonna go hang out with my friends we're gonna go bowling and shit like that you know just so we're not sitting around the house all day now she prior agreed to this so we're sitting there at the house and i'm waiting for my friends to show up and she starts going off about hey um i thought it was just gonna be me and you i go no that wasn't part of the deal I go, right. I know you, but I don't know you. I go, it's better if my friends are around because then we can have a good time and it kind of lightens things up. She's like, well, I thought it was just going to be me and you, babe. I go, uh, uh, excuse me, did I hear that right? She goes, well, what? I go, don't be calling me fucking babe. Don't, don't be doing that shit. I go, because you're already putting one foot in the fucking grave with me. Just cut that shit out. She said, oh, okay, whatever. Yeah. My buddies are taking a long fucking time showing up. And one thing leads to another. And we start getting a little hot and heavy. And she says to me, well, just bend me over and we could do it that way or whatever. And I'm like, oh, hell yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> I take the fucking pants off this bitch. I take the fucking panties off this bitch. And I look and I'm like, what the fuck? And she's like, what's wrong? I go, um, did you shower or anything? Did you wipe? 
She goes, what do you mean wipe? I go, I'm sorry, but I've never seen someone's asshole look like somebody took a fucking paint roller and brown paint and rolled it fucking all the way up and down their ass crack. (laughs) She flips over and she's like, "What, what the fuck are you talking about? You fucking asshole. I go, I'm sorry. I go, but your asshole looks like somebody took a fucking paint roller with brown paint, rolled it up and down it. I go, that's the darkest asshole I've ever seen in my fucking life. Sick of you. You're just being fucking stupid. You've, you, just, you just haven't seen someone's ass like that. I go, bitch, I've seen plenty of women's fucking asses. I have never seen a fucking ass like that in my fucking life. She said, well, what, you're just not into me? I go, no, I'm just not into a big fucking shit stain in front of me. I'm like, are you kidding me? I go, my dick's going back in like a fucking turtle. <laughs> so, Scene. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Dude, it didn't end there. And I thought that would have been kind of a heads up of like, hey, I'm just going to hang out with you and just try to have a good night with you, but this ain't going to go any farther. Right. Apparently, she didn't get the memo. All right. As I'm fucking putting my shit back on, and we're kind of, you know, ending that situation, my friends are outside fucking beeping like crazy, yelling, hurry up and fuck her. We got shit to do. Fucking get your shit out of her. Come on, fucking come and stuff. She's like, what the fuck is going on? Your friends are assholes. I go, yeah, I know they're assholes. I go, but they also know that I'm fucking. And I go, and for the first time, they thought wrong. And she's like, oh, shut the fuck up. You're not funny. I go, I'm not trying to be funny, bitch. I'm telling you the truth. So we get dressed, get our shit on, and we go out to the car. And my buddies are in there, and they're all laughing and shit and fucking giving each other nudges and stuff and everything. And we drive to my friend's house to hang out before before we go to the bowling alley because it's still, you know, 6, 7 o'clock, and we don't want to go goddamn early because that's just weird, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, unless it's a family outing, you don't go to the bowling alley until it's fucking 9 o'clock. So for sure. In the basement. And everybody's smoking a blunt, passing it around, having a good old time. I started drinking and shit, too. And we're just, you know, having fun. And it's me, my friend Nick, his girl Olivia, his sister Kelly, and her boyfriend Mike. And me and this girl Emma. And we're talking, hanging out, you know, like I said, smoking and drinking, having a jolly time. And they pass it to this girl, and right as she goes to hit it, she farts and then tries to cover it up with a laugh. And my face up, and Mike grabs me and he goes, Out, outside right now, outside right now. I go, What were you talking about? He goes, Just walk me outside right now. And I'm like, All right, you're in the room in the basement. So we walk out and we kind of go into the hallway. And he looks at me dead in the face. He goes, dude, I know you. Please don't go back in there and say what I think you're going to fucking say. And I go, what are you talking about? He goes, you know what to fucking do. He's like, that's why I pulled you out to talk to you. He goes, because I won't be able to contain myself. He goes, I'll probably fucking puke. I'll laugh so hard. He goes, don't say it. I go, I'm not going to say anything. He goes, don't say it. 
please. We're going to go back in there, but please do not say what I know you're going to say. I go, yeah, okay, dude. I open the door. I walk right in. I look right at her, standing over like I'm her fucking dad. I go, did you just fucking fart and try to cover it up with a laugh? Uh, no. I go, yeah, you did. I go, don't fucking lie to me. I go, I already had to deal with your fucking brown, shitty asshole earlier. I go, and then you're fucking farting and trying to cover it up and deny it? I go, it'd be better if you fucking admitted it. Well, you got to be fucking kidding me. Everybody is fucking dying. They're on the ground rolling laughing. She's so fucking red in the face, she could fight Captain America. <laughs> oh, no. She's like, can we just be cool? Can we just be cool? I go, yeah, we can be cool. When you admit you let out your fucking stool, that's when we'll be cool. I go, but until that time, we ain't going to be fucking cool. Oh, no. So she ends up getting up, walking out, taking a breather. I mean, we needed a breather from her fucking fart that she let out. Clearly. She comes back in. We're just hanging out. And then we eventually are like, hey, you know, we're going to go get something to eat. And then we're going to go to the bowling alley. So we get out there. We go. I think we went to Moe's. Welcome to Moe's. Welcome to Moe's. We eat at Moe's. Bad idea because, you know, she's been fucking ripping them. But <laughs> we leave Moe's and we make it to the bowling alley. And as we're walking into the bowling alley, I feel like something grabbing my hand. And I look down and I go, what are you doing? She goes, well, I'm grabbing your hand, babe. I go, ah, strike three. I go, don't call me, babe. Nor do you have any right to think that we are together by any means. I go, we are not. I go, I couldn't even fuck you. It was so nasty earlier. I go, so if you think we got any intimacy going on, you're fucking dead wrong. You need to wipe your ass and walk home. How does someone... How does someone that you clearly just ripped on before you were about to put your dick in her still be trying to hold your hand and call you babe, though? I don't know. <laughs> she had to be dumb, fucking dumber than a fucking doorknob. <laughs> I mean, I've met, I've met praying mantises that were smarter than her. Oh my god. Uh tell the best stories, dude. <laughs> we get in there. Oh god. I wish I didn't have these stories because I wish I didn't have to go through this shit in my life. But I mean I get it. <laughs> fuck, dude. You know. Hey, you know, being a fucking player is fun, but not all of them are fucking good ones. You know what I mean? Yeah. It doesn't it's you know, not all you know what it is models. You know what it is, right? They saw that they saw that infamous album cover. Oh God. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> I should have been shot for that one. <laughs> Can I go back and kick my younger self straight in the fucking skull? <laughs> that shit got passed around the hood. The girls were like, ooh. Oh Jesus, right? So she was like, I ain't wife. she's like, I ain't wiping my ass for a year. I'm getting with him. 
<laughs> Charmin was just. <laughs> oh my god! So we get in there in the bowling alley, yeah. and we're we're bowling and laughing and joking, and she's still trying and she's still trying, and I'm just blatantly ignoring. Her. So my boys go, "Hey, um, you want to get some drinks while we're here?" I go, "Hell yeah!" I go, "I'll go get them." So I walk up to the bar. I, I was like, it was like Bud Lights or something, right? I'm like, hey, give me, you know, six Bud Lights. We'll have two apiece. This will, this will be good. It'll start us off pretty good after, you know, we've been, we've had a good buzz going the whole night in the first place, but let's keep it going. Let's keep the fun going because I need alcohol to get through this fucking shit. Yeah. So I'm standing at the bar and I'm, I'm waiting for my, my drinks and stuff. And there's another woman there and well, she starts talking to me. I start talking to her, and she's pretty good looking. So yeah. you know, one thing leads to another, and we're having this conversation, and she goes, here's my number. I'm like, hell yeah, cool. This is my out. This is going to make all this worth it. So I walk back, and as I'm walking back, I can literally see her staring a hole through my fucking head. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, here we go. What is that all about? What, what is that all about? I go, what, the beers? She goes, no, that girl, that girl. I go, oh, nothing. We were just having a conversation. Are you kidding me? You're here with me and you're talking to her? I go, well, you're here with you. <laughs> I'm here with my friends. And it just so happens that that girl really wanted to be here with me. And was really happy to talk to me. Knew how to have a good conversation. And the best part is, she didn't call me babe once. I go, so I suggest you shut the fuck up. Because you're only going to make this night worse and worse and worse. And you don't get messages very well at all. It's like your Wi-Fi never worked. And she's, oh, you think funny, you think funny. I go, no, I don't think I'm funny. I'm just telling you the fucking truth. And apparently, you haven't been able to handle the truth once. So, we're bowling and drinking, and my boy goes, hey, man, it's getting late. I, I, I want to go home. We all want to go home. I'm going to uh, be back. I go, yeah, yeah, bring me back. As we're driving to my house, I said, hey, let's stop at McDonald's, dude. I've been drinking. I need McDonald's. So I could soak up all this shit. He goes, yeah, yeah. I go, all right, you know, I'm getting breakfast. Anytime I go to McDonald's, I get fucking breakfast. I'm like, I'm getting breakfast, bro. He's like, okay, cool. I order a bunch of egg McMuffins. I think I even got, I think I even got like a couple hot and spices too, because that's when they first brought out the breakfast shit with like oh, yeah. know, shit. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, fuck, I'll eat all this shit. The big thing, a fucking high C. Cool. I ask her, she's like, no, I don't want nothing. I'm like, good. I don't have to fucking hear you fart. <laughs> I get into the apartment. I fucking take my pants off. I'm sitting in my fucking boxers. Turn the TV on. I'm sitting there. I have, like a, I have this you know, white food like TV tray. Got all my shit on my TV tray. Fucking happy, drunk. Fucking eating like an animal. And this girl starts getting closer and closer to me. Uh-oh. Like, uh this ain't good. And I looked at her. I go, hey, I'm eating. Don't be touching me, mommy. Let me fucking finish my food, all right? 
She goes, oh, okay, okay. Starts to fake sleep. I'm like, really? My 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 daughter was what three at the time. I'm like, my three year old thinks sleep better. Like, I ain't buying this fucking one bit. Yeah. I finish eating. I get up. I throw my shit out. I go lay in my bed. I'm laying down for about good three minutes. Sure enough, who comes in behind me? Tries to lay with me and hold me. The second she puts her hand on me, I go, ah, nope. She said, what? I go, nope, ain't gonna happen. I go, I suggest you stay on the couch. She said, well, no, I want to. I want to be in the bed. I want to be comfortable in the bed. I go, all right, you can be comfortable in the bed. I go, you take the bed. I'll take the couch. I get right the fuck up. I grab my pillow and blanket. I lay right on the couch. She comes on the couch. I go. Oh. What is wrong with you? Do you not get this? I don't want to lay with you or sleep with you by any means necessary. I'm done. Yeah. I'm, done. I'm trying to go to sleep. I'm fucking trying to get some rest. Leave the fuck alone. I'm drunk. Like, come on. Oh, no, I want to lay with you. I want to lay with you. I go, you know what? I got the solution to this shit. I grab my pillow. Grab my blanket again. I walk right into the bathroom. I shut the door. I lock it. I throw the pillow and the blanket in the tub. And I go to fucking sleep. (laughs) (laughs) I wake up 7.30 in the morning to banging on the door. Banging on the fucking door like the police are there. Yeah. I'm like waking up. I'm like, oh, fuck. what's, What's going on? Shit. I get up. I fucking open the door. I'm like, what? She's like, I gotta piss. I gotta piss. I go, okay. Go piss. I let her in there. I walk out. I start putting all my shit on, getting dressed and everything. I got my keys ready, my fucking shoes tied, like Mr. Rogers. She comes out. Oh, so what are we going to do today? I go, what we're going to do is we're going to drive your ass home. You are not going to speak to me the entire fucking ride. And after this, you will never speak to me again. Do you understand? I go, because if you continue any bullshit, I will literally leave you in the middle of the street. Or I won't even drive you at all, and you're going to have to call a cab to fucking Lewiston. And my ass ain't fucking paying for it, because I fucking paid so hard these past 24 hours with you. Oh, whatever. We get in the car. I start driving. She starts talking. Boom, I slam on the fucking brakes. I look over. I go, you think I'm fucking playing with you? Because I'm not. I go, shut up, and you will be able to get very fast. She just looked forward. I put it back in the drive, and I made it to fucking Lewiston in 25 fucking minutes. She had a long driveway. I didn't even drive down there. I just pulled right on the side of the road and said, get the fuck out. She got out. I fucking took off. That was it. Sayonara, shit ass. <laughs> Holy fuck. That's crazy. Shit ass. Call her shit ass. Dude, I've never heard a story where um, someone refuses to take a hint. It's really weird. Like you, And you weren't even subtle about it. No. Not at all. That's insane. 
if you if you wrote hint on a sledgehammer and blast her in the face with it, she still wouldn't understand what the fuck was going on. No shit. Jesus Christ. <laughs> shit ass. <laughs> Fucking shit ass. <laughs> did you uh did you did you hook up with that girl you got the number from? Oh yeah, two days later. <laughs> and trust me, that made up for everything. Oh my god. I was oh. Yo, you were inspecting too, weren't you? You were like, turn around real quick. Oh, dude, I developed a phobia for years after that. It's like the first thing you do now. Yep. The first thing I do. You tell you be telling your girl that? Like, hey, can you go to the bathroom first? <laughs> I told my girl that story. She's like, Jesus Christ, you're fucked up, but she's more fucked up. Uh, absolutely. She's like, I, I hope I'm not like that. I go, no, trust me, you're great. I got no worries about you. I think there, I think there are girls with uh, dark and inner cheeks. But I mean, still, like, even if it's not shit, it's weird looking. Bro, it was like. Casper ate a melted Snickers. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> well, here's, here's why it's called the Capcast, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Caution. Assholes may be brown and shitty. Sure will. That's been the Capcast this week. I hope everybody enjoys. <laughs> Please, we're really curious about your feedback now. Uh, as long as your feedback doesn't fucking make a noise. <laughs> Please use your words. Don't use your munchies. <laughs> I don't like to be uh, gassed up. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. See you next week. Hey, little fella, gotta change your touch. What you thought was enough might be too much. You see, it's more cushiony than ever before. Charm and ultra, less is more. When we say less is more, less is more. It's more absorbent than the regular Ripple brand for sure. Charmin Ultra, less is more. Cha-cha-cha, Charmin.